Welcome to Eternity Now's Worship and Weekly Message. No condemnation for those in Christ. I'm Senior Pastor and Evangelist Kyle Huckins. Eternity Now is an evangelism outreach and church in Scottsbluff, Nebraska. See our weekly message live Saturdays 5 p.m. Mountain at facebook.com slash eternitynowmedia. Twitter's at Kyle Huckins. YouTube.com slash at eternitynow and our LinkedIn too. We also have our Revelation Bible study on Wednesdays, 7 p.m. Mountain. Our main website is eternitynow.com, E-T-E-R-N-I-T-Y-N-O-W.com, and it has links to our videos, podcasts, my writing for national groups on spiritual topics, our beliefs, background, and more. Our group reached over 1 million people for Christ in our first two years. We want to reach another 1 million this year. And your tax-deductible gift will save lives eternally. Just $25 a month reaches 10,000 people with the gospel of the year. Only three cents per soul. Go to eternitynow.com and click support us to see more and give securely so others might know Christ. We're taking communion together today, so get your grape juice and bread for the end of our service. Let's now go to the good word of God. Many Christians seem to be weighed down today. The world is, of course, descending into chaos, as God predicted, but I believe the problem for believers is too many are accepting the devil's accusations against them. The Apostle Paul is very clear that once we follow Jesus, we need not listen to the hate of Satan or society. We'll learn how the Lord has given us perfect, complete provision against this evil in my message, No Condemnation for Those in Christ, from Romans 7.21 to 8.11. Let's go to our Father in prayer. Thank you so very much, Father God, for this time together that we could look at the Scriptures. I pray, Lord God, that you will touch the hearer as well as me as the speaker and fill us with the Holy Ghost. I thank you, Lord God, for being able to still freely look at the Scriptures today here in America and by virtue of the Internet around the world. Thank you, Lord Jesus, in Jesus' name. Amen. Focusing on self paralyzes Christians' witness. We'll never be perfect, nor will anyone else except for Jesus. That's why we need to look to him and not ourselves. Our salvation doesn't come from our goodness or that of another, only that of Jesus Christ. When we fix our gaze on him, we stay in the flow of the Holy Spirit and out of the condemnation of the devil and his disciples. Let's start now in Romans 7 with verses 21 to 23. The Apostle Paul writes, I find then a law that evil is present with me, the one who wills to do good. For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man. But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. Paul says here that the physical and the spiritual often are at odds in this life. When we trust Jesus, we say, your way is right. I trust you. However, we still live in a tangible world that's fallen and sinful. It tries to entice us to do wrong. So we're tempted to get drunk, sleep around, waste time, and otherwise war against the Holy Spirit, who tries to lead us into that which is good, right, and perfect in God's sight. Every Christian, let me say that again, every Christian, one more time, every Christian has this difficulty. 
Here's Paul. He knows the Bible inside and out. He's even writing the New Testament. He's perhaps the greatest believer ever, aside from Jesus. And even he has problems. <laughs> so much more us. Romans 7, verses 24 and 25. O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God. With the flesh, the law, sin. Paul says, our Lord Jesus understands the conflict of flesh versus spirit. Remember, he lived as you and I upon this earth for 33 years. He was tempted and always as a man, yet without sin. We find out from Hebrews 4, verse 15. He came to teach, suffer, bleed, and die so that we wouldn't be consumed by the fear of ending life outside God's will, but that we could live for the Lord without worrying whether we measure up or not. Recall the words of the Apostle John. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. That's 1 John 4.18. We go now to Romans 8, verses 1 to 2. Might be a little bit familiar to you. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. <laughs> oh, what more wonderful words were never spoken. Thank you, Lord God, for setting us free through Christ. Every follower of Jesus needs to hear this and take it to heart. There is no condemnation for those in Christ. No condemnation. This isn't giving us license to sin or saying our deeds physically don't matter. What it is saying is we're saved by relationship with God through Christ, and he forgives us by his grace. We then attempt to walk according to the Holy Spirit as written in the Bible. However, if we fall, and commit sin in the physical realm out of weakness, we're forgiven. 1 John 1, 5-9 explains this perfectly. This is the message which we have heard from him, the Lord, and declare to you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Paul's now going to shift from the more practical to the more theological, but you'll see they go hand in hand. Romans 8, verses 3 and 4. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteous requirement of a law might be fulfilled in us, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. That is, of course, the Holy Spirit of God. Paul now moves to the law of Moses, which his former compadres, the Pharisees, were so zealous to keep. That list of over 600 rules and innumerable little hedges around them was weak because it relied upon the physical. Do this, don't do that. No one could possibly keep all those statutes just by trying. The person must rely upon the Holy Spirit. 
Even then, once saved, we still have a fallen physical nature that matches up all too well with a fallen planet and its many temptations. As I often say, there was only one perfect man, Jesus, and we killed him for it. So Paul says here, we who've accepted Christ's gift of eternal life and been born again should not rely upon keeping God's rules to earn our salvation. Yes, we should do what's right and repent when we do wrong, but our salvation is by grace, through faith, and abiding in Jesus, remaining in relationship with him, so we can bear much spiritual fruit, love, joy, peace, patience, loving kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Romans 8 verses 5 to 6 read, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Paul now combines the practical truth that we can't stop sinning completely with the spiritual truth that we cannot rely upon our perfection to save us. The focus, then, of both sinner and Pharisee is the flesh, that if we mess up, we're condemned. The only difference is the sinner feels hopeless because he can't be perfect, and the Pharisee thinks himself invincible because he can be. Since they're both focused on the flesh, they're both wrong, and they're both condemned. Romans 8, verses 7 to 8, Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Simply put, if our mind's trained on this world and what we do in it, we'll always be uptight, for we're thinking first of the flesh. But Isaiah 26.3 reminds us, O oh God, you will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. We're in perfect peace when we focus on the goodness of God, that we're going to have a sinless, loving, joyful eternity with him, and he's not going to judge us for our mistakes and shortcomings in this body. And should we yet have an anxious thought, we only need to ask the Lord to overcome our feelings and have them line up with the Holy Ghost. When we look to this world or each other, we're separated and defeated, because this sure isn't heaven, and none of us is God. But when we focus on Jesus and the next world, we're unified and victorious, for our gaze is on the same person and place. Blessed be both. Romans 8, verses 9 and 10. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. We are natural, but God is supernatural. When we give our lives to Christ, the Holy Spirit enters us, and in him we live, move, and have our being, Paul says in Acts 17, verse 28. God's Spirit gives us hope when we're downcast, energy when tired, peace when in stressful circumstances, and life, though we're in bodies, that eventually come to death. Our flesh will not live forever, but our spirit will, if we're in Christ Jesus. And our final verse today, Romans 8, verse 11. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, 
He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. And the great apostle assures us here that we who follow Jesus will have a new body raised from the dead at the first resurrection. Christ died, but no one can kill God. The Lord brought back to life that broken and bruised body of Jesus, and he'll do the same for you and me. For who is Christ? Firstborn among many brethren, Romans 8, 29 says. God is our father, Christ is our brother, the spirit our keeper and guide. We have seven takeaways from our message and passage today. Number one, a Christian's physical nature frequently is at odds with his spiritual nature. A Christian's physical nature frequently is at odds with his spiritual nature. Even Paul, called the great apostle for writing 40% of the New Testament, plus founding so many churches in pagan lands, said he had trouble in this vein. Number two, Jesus knows the strongest of us in the Lord can sometimes be weak in the flesh. Jesus knows the strongest of us in the Lord can sometimes be weak in the flesh. Hebrews 4.15 reads, We do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Number three, if we're following Christ by the power of God's Spirit, then we're free from the condemnation of sin and death. If we're following Christ by the power of God's Spirit, then we're free from the condemnation of sin and death. And praise be to God for that. Satan and the Pharisees may seem like they were on opposite sides, but both were keeping score of transgressions, so both were captive to do's and don'ts. Number four, the carnal mind obsesses on how much we can get away with and still be saved, or thinking following Jesus is impossible. The mistake of both is focusing on self. Number four, the carnal mind obsesses on how much we can get away with and still be saved, or thinking following Jesus is impossible. The mistake of both is focusing on self. The carnal person looks to fully indulge the flesh or completely conquer it. Both impossibilities. But the spiritually minded individual centers on Christ instead of flesh and receives God's power to live in holiness. Number five, the church's hope is drawing all attention to Jesus. So believers are unified in seeking the Lord, not divided and disappointed by looking to each other or society. The church's hope is drawing all attention to Jesus. So believers are unified in seeking the Lord, not divided and disappointed by looking to each other or society. Friend, people will let us down, but God never will. Romans 23, 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Number six, people are natural, but the Lord is supernatural. That's why we must have the Holy Spirit and follow his guidance in order to please God. People are natural, but the Lord is supernatural. That's why we must have the Holy Spirit and follow his guidance in order to please God. The Holy Ghost can whisper to us where to go, what to say, and so forth. But he's most powerful when we trust the Lord, doubt nothing, and count on God for everything flowing in the Holy Spirit. And number seven, our bodies will decay and die, but God will give us new ones in the first resurrection, and they will never wither, warp, or war with him. Our bodies will decay and die, 
But God will give us new ones in the first resurrection, and they'll never wither, warp, or war with him. This is described in Revelation 20, verses 4 to 6. They lived and reigned with Jesus for a thousand years. But the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Over such the second death has no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Oh, praise God, praise God. The world's idea of a wonderful reign is that of Hitler. He said that the Third Reich would last for a thousand years. It went for 12 years and he ended up a suicide. Oh, my friends, but Jesus, he's living and he always shall be. Oh, Lord God, Jehovah, thank you for resurrecting him. And thank you that you'll resurrect our bodies upon death and rapture. Oh, praise God, what a beautiful promise. My friend, are you still trying to be holy in your own power? Or are you giving your cares and concerns to Jesus so that you're forgiven and focused on him? Everyone keeping score in life is condemned. Either they think they don't measure up, or they do, but no one else does. Truth is, the only person who measures up is Jesus. And by following him, we're led by the Holy Spirit and walk into heaven one day by his great power. Oh, Fred, turn from self to the Savior today. No one earns a place in heaven. God gives us eternal life because of our relationship with his Son. So how do we begin that relationship? Well, let me explain. There are four essentials to salvation. Number one, repent of sin, asking God's forgiveness. Everyone has fallen short of the glory of God through sin, but God will forgive us for Jesus' sake if we ask. We confess faith in Christ. He was the only man to live perfectly without sin on this guilty sod of earth, and his death, burial, and resurrection is the only way we can have eternal life. We believe that Jesus Christ rose in body and spirit the third day in the tomb. If he remains buried, we shall as well. Oh, but he is not captive of this earth. Never, never, never. And we shall not be once we depart it. And we follow Jesus as Lord and Savior. Oh, we do it imperfectly. We're not going to be able to save ourselves through our perfect behaviors we've just talked about. Ah, but you see, if we fall... The Lord is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so we can follow him as Lord and Savior by his grace and tender mercies. My friend, I'm going to lead you now in a prayer that will help you to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior so you can be born again and live forever with him. And if you then remain in relationship with him, the steps of discipleship I'll give you right after you will indeed be able to stride into heaven one day by his power. You can repeat after me, and if what I'm saying is the desire of your heart, then you will commit yourself in salvation to the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go to our Father in prayer. Father God, please forgive me of my sins. I repent of them. I confess faith in Jesus Christ to save me. I believe he rose the third day in the tomb in both body and spirit. And I will follow him as Lord and Savior 
repenting should I fall. Come into my heart, Lord God, and save me. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> amen, and so be it. So now once we're saved, we're committed to Christ, what do we do? Here are steps of discipleship. First, be baptized in water on the right side of the cross after you've received salvation. We do it by immersion. The amount of water is not so important. But be sure to do that because Jesus himself did it, the only man who didn't have to, as an example of publicly professing him. Read the Bible. It's not a thing of academics or being a bookworm, but this is where you find out 100% accurate information about God. It's the only source. The Holy Spirit wrote it through Paul and the others yielded to him. And in it, you have about 7,500 promises, about 20 for every day of the year. Pray. We see mighty answers to prayer here at Eternity Now because we believe God and we also join hands and hearts, whether it's in person or across the internet or many miles. And we see that God is moving for, he said through Jesus in Matthew 18, 19 and 20, that wherever there are two or more gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Also come to church. Join us here live 5 p.m. on Saturdays from Scotts Bluff, Nebraska to wherever you are. Also on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Mountain Time for our Revelation Bible study. We need to have good teaching, preaching, and also prayer to be able to make it in this walk. Fellowship with other believers. Spend time with us and with others where you live. Be sure to build each other up in the Holy Spirit. Encourage each other in the Lord. Share a Coke, a smile, whatever it happens to be. A little time together. Have a little talk with Jesus. And don't make it right. And then pursue personal relationship with Almighty God. Oh, yes. You have a personal relationship with him, even though maybe you haven't been aware of it till now, because he made your soul individually. We know this from Jeremiah 1 and Psalm 139. He also knit together our frame. And so he knows us inside and out, down to the cell. And he cares for us and loves us. And he wants us to know him just as well. What a wonderful thing to know the Lord God. I have for almost 29 years now. In the coming month, I'll celebrate 20 years of ordained ministry. I wouldn't trade it for anything now. A lot of days have been difficult, but oh, I tell you, the Lord God Jehovah has had me triumph over all. Still here and still with him, and evermore shall be by his power. We now celebrate communion. Bring out your bread and cup as I lead. First, let's take to heart what Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 11, 27 to 30. Whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. Let's make sure that we're right with God and each other. Forgive everyone you have something against and ask God to forgive your sins. Let's just take a moment to do that.
In 1 Corinthians 11, verses 23 and 24, Paul says, I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. This bread is the body of Christ, crushed for us, nailed to a tree that we could live forever with the Lord. Oh, Lord God, thank you for the body that was broken for us. We thank you that you were crushed for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, fully faithful to the Father. And we live by your power and the Holy Spirit, the salvation in Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us eat the bread. First Corinthians 11, verses 25 and 26 reads, In the same manner he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. This cup that I have is the blood of Jesus, that of God's own beloved Son, and it washes our sins of crimson as white as fresh fallen snow. Oh, Lord, thank you for the blood that was shed, the perfect blood in every way. Thank you that it washes away our sins, our transgressions, our iniquities. Blessed be that blood and that it never shall have to be shed again. In Christ's name, amen. Let us drink all. Matthew 26, verse 30, says that the disciples in Christ ended that night, the Last Supper, by singing a hymn. This is one that I've often sung in the Church of God in Christ, African-American churches. Simple yet beautiful. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood for me. One day when I was lost, he died upon the cross. Oh, I know it was the blood for me. That blood came streaming down. Oh, the blood came streaming down. Oh, that blood came streaming down for me. Oh, one day when I was lost, he died upon the cross. Oh, I know it was the blood for me. Oh, amen. Praise God. That blood there is no forgiveness of sins without the shedding of blood, my friend. It's a truth. We've done evilly, but God has done greatly and perfectly through Jesus. My friend, remember that Eternity Now is an evangelism outreach in church going worldwide from Scottsbluff, Nebraska. See the weekly message live here, Saturdays, 5 p.m. Mountain Time, Facebook.com slash Eternity Now Media. Twitter's at Kyle Huckins, YouTube.com slash at Eternity Now. Our LinkedIn, wherever you're seeing this live, you can see Weekly Live. We also have our Revelation Bible Study on Wednesdays, 7 p.m. Mountain. Same places and platforms. Our group is two years old. In our first two years, we reached 1,047,514 for Christ. We want to reach another 1 million just this year in 12 months, but we need your help. 100 donating $25 a month will do it. 
Just go to eternitynow.com, E-T-E-R-N-I-T-Y-N-O-W.com, and click support us to see more and to also give securely and through third-party verifications that we don't ever see, your card information. Let's go to our Lord in prayer for you and for all. Oh, Father God, help us this day to be busy about your business, to know that we are walking in your grace and mercy, that you are forgiving us abundantly because of Jesus. We thank you for his sacrifice on the cross, for his suffering, bleeding, dying, falsely accused, woefully presented, but for his resurrection by your power that third day. Oh, Lord God, give us power to live holy in this life and to do good unto others by the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord God, I pray for each and every need that is of anyone who is watching, listening today. We pray, Lord God, you'll meet the needs financial, mental, emotional, spiritual, relational. We pray that you'll save them and their family. We pray, Lord God, that they'll be great witnesses to the, everyone that they meet. We pray, Lord God, for their peace, their comfort internally. Also, that they are well in body. We lo love you, Lord God, and we thank you for adding them to this number. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm Pastor and Evangelist Kyle Huckins, thanking you for worshiping with us this day. Be sure to take a look at our main website, eternitynow.com, where you can find links to all our videos, where to download our new podcast, see our beliefs, my writings for national Christian outlets, the way of salvation, and more. May the Lord bless you and keep you, cause his face to shine upon you, and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Go with God, for he desires to walk with you.